back to Change Ed, your favorite podcast for educators by educators. My name is Andrew Kuhn. I'm an education consultant for Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And here with me is... Patrice Semichek, also out of the Montgomery County Intermediate Unit and an educational consultant as well. Wow. It's like we live the same life. This is our 23rd episode of... Our podcast, as we have been part of this amazing journey building up Change Ed Nation. And the reason that's important is two things. One, we've made it to 23 episodes. And it's impressive because we're from IU 23. Oh my gosh. That's wow. kind of coincidental that the 23rd episode is this amazing uh-huh. episode. I was actually going to go with Michael Jordan's numbers 23. And it can be multiple He's things. the goat. I mean, there's so many great things that come yeah. from 23. Yeah. Obviously, us being two of those great things. So, We have done a lot of interviews. We've talked to a lot of amazing people. We've had a lot of really great conversations about all this happening in education. Mm -hmm. But we haven't had this important conversation that we need to have today, which is why change ed? We had an episode titled Why Change Ed, but we didn't dive into it to say, why are we doing change ed? Why is this happening? Why is this so important? Why do we have this podcast? Right. So, Patrice, we have been focusing this month on the love of teaching. That's what our podcasts are about. That's what our magazine this this month is about, our Change Ed magazine. And there's a lot of really awesome work that goes into this. We get to build amazing relationships. We have outstanding conversations with people, learn more about who they are, what makes them tick, why they do what they do. But this is a like really important question that we should take a minute and answer as well, because this is a labor of love. There's a lot that goes into this, a lot of planning and organizing and pulling together. And we sometimes we have to pivot on a dime and make a change and try to do something different. We have this expo that we, we plan for over a year so that it can come together and be this impactful and meaningful moment. But we don't want to leave it just there. We don't want to just leave it at, at this one day. So we've created this magazine. We we started this podcast and we're trying to get this message out there. When we're doing all this work, it makes me think a lot about why we're doing the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think when something is really important is that we've made this commitment to all of our listeners to have a podcast that comes out every week. Mm -hmm. We've made a commitment to all of our viewers of our magazine that we're going to send this out to you the beginning of each month because we want to build this relationship. It's all about building a meaningful relationship. And in a lot of ways, I think we both believe so much in this work, the work that we're doing and actually changing education that that's how the name came about. Change Ed, that we, this, this really goes beyond any content area. to like, how are we going to change the way that we are instructing students? And I'm really curious what did your experience look like as strictly a learner, as a student? And is that part of what fuels you in this work? Or why are you so inspired to do this work and help fuel future learning and future ways of inspiring students and doing it differently than the way that you experienced it? That's a really good question. I grew up um, in Florida, just outside of Orlando, and uh, I was identified as gifted in fourth grade. And ever since I was identified, because I knew that when I was identified, I wasn't, I didn't meet the criteria and my mom just pushed a little bit and they didn't feel like fighting with her. So they put me in the program and I always felt like like I was the dumb one of the group, which sounds silly being in a quote unquote gifted program. But I had experiences where I was constantly feeling um, inferior because there were people around me that were so much smarter than I was and things came so easy. Um, and when I was... when. 
I got to middle school, I had an experience where I I think now I can recognize and say that I probably have a SLD in reading or something because I couldn't spell for anything. And I would have these spelling tests and I still can't spell and you like to make fun of me for it. And that's okay. But we would have these spelling and vocabulary tests and I would get extra credit for spelling my words right. So instead of solving the problem and figuring out what was really going on, they just band-aided it. And it wasn't until I was in high school where I met uh, my 10th grade English teacher and she took the time to like see me as a learner and uh, allowed me to to explore what was really going on in the way I was processing things and the way I was thinking about things. And she really shifted my view of myself. And so when I look at what I do now at the IU um, in terms of helping teachers with their professional development or with helping them understand their kids, I think I come at it from the lens of making sure that that students all feel felt and seen and heard. And I want teachers to feel that way too. And I think that part of what we're doing here with the change ed stuff is giving opportunities for teachers to have the same experiences of being felt and seen and heard and taking information in in a smaller bite-sized way that actually could be impactful. I'd like to set the record straight that I would never make fun of you. Mm -hmm. That's not how I I I feel like we have plenty of B-roll on the podcast that we could could put out there. Yep. Never going to be published. And (laughs) for my part of it, I actually had an experience on the opposite side of the spectrum that um, I was identify that I had a, a learning disability. Mm-hmm. I like to call it a learning difference, but at the time it was a learning disability for, it was specifically in phonics. So I had a hard time decoding information and I needed to use context, sometimes the entire context to be able to decipher what did this one word mean? Mm-hmm. And I was identified, uh, I had an IEP and then I actually moved. Our family moved to a whole nother state and then we moved again. And then we moved again. And in that experience, it really opened up my eyes to like the differences in education. Actually, the first time we moved, I, I don't think I had any services. Like I came with IEP, but it, it takes time. Everything takes time. You got to figure it out. And, and, and in a lot of ways, education is very similar to a doctor's office that you know, you're going to come in with some sort of an ailment and we have to take a look. Well, what could it be? What could the possible scenarios being maybe what is your pain isn't actually what's causing your pain you have to figure it out and education works the same way okay mm-hmm. let's we're going to diagnose this here okay that, that that's not actually what it is let's take a look somewhere else it could be something else so long story short through those moves you could see the differences in education and what was was and wasn't being offered and it wasn't really till high school that i was able to fully uh grasp and 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 be provided the, the skills i needed to uh, learn how I learned. And in so many ways, steals embodies the way that I actually learned, but it's not the way that really anyone taught. I had teachers that came along that were amazing, right? Yeah. That they they knew how to do all the things we talk about now before they were these, these important things that we talk about. They knew how to differentiate. They knew how to universal design for learning and how to pull me in and have conversations and, and talk about it and, and not great to the test, but great to like develop this lifelong learner. And it worked. Did that happen with everyone? No, but it happened with a lot of people. But the point is, is that I learned differently, but I still love learning and all those things fuel me. But I think one of the most important things, why I'm so excited about this and what we do is that I remember when I graduated being told that we were the generation of promise. We were the generation of hope Mm -hmm. and we were going to change the world. Some things have happened 
but mainly a lot of things have happened and we've been along for the ride. This feels like something that we can embrace ourselves, that we can take on and that we can be that generation of hope, that generation of promise that changes the world and does something different. And we're in this unique spot where we have now we have so much more experience. We have so much more life that we've lived in knowledge and wisdom and experience that we can take into that. So, you know, sure for everyone, when we were younger, we're like, okay, we're going to take on the system. We're going to beat the system. And, and at some point we become the system. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in this unique spot where we've kind of infiltrated on all these different levels and we can really make this life life altering change that education that involves everyone education that develops critical thinkers, education that changes the face of the planet through the work that we're doing. So sure, there are plenty of challenges out there, but with the right mindset, with the right attitude, with all of our minds that we have in education on this, we can make this happen. So for me, this is like a, I'm all in. Let's make this happen. Yeah. I think something you said earlier and you you reiterated it towards the end of um, what you were saying was that you learned differently and and that we need to reach all of our kids. And, and something that I I think is important for us, given my teaching background, um, because I started out in gen ed in elementary school, but then I moved to special ed and taught students who had special needs. And now I'm here. I think it was interesting that you said you learn differently, but what I'm finding in the conversations we're having through the podcast and the magazine and just conversations with teachers in general is a lot of us actually feel like we learned differently. And so what we went through as students was kind of, and they were doing the best they could, but there's a lot of research out now and I'm not faulting any of my teachers that I have, but it was kind of like a one size fits all cookie cutter approach to teaching, especially in science, right? Like it was very much here is your, your formula you have to follow, or here is the script or whatever for the experiment you have to follow. Like it felt very scripted in one size fits all. But what I'm learning and through all of this other work and conversations is that we all learn differently. And when we think about accessing the information. And this is why I love what we do with the podcast magazine is, is we're promoting the idea of leading with the curiosity and allowing kids to experience learning in a way that makes sense for them. And when you lead with the curiosity, it kind of naturally differentiates itself when we're talking about with phenomena and all this other work that we're doing. The differentiation kind of takes place without the teacher having to do too much in terms of like creating 30 different lesson plans or even five different lesson plans. It kind of already takes place in that way. And I think that's some of the really cool stuff too that we get to talk about and learn about here with the change at work we're doing. When you know better, you do better. Yeah. And so we've been exposed to a lot of better ways of doing things. A lot of our educators were taught best practices and at the time they were, but now there are better best practices out there. Mm -hmm. And so I think this for us is a calling and a mission to get that message out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to hold this out for ourselves. We want to share it out there because there is so much more information and knowledge about the brain and development and learning and processing and it runs the gamut. And we want to share this out, have these conversations, find out that it's not just limited to a certain area or a a county or a, a district or even a classroom, this is something that we can use to transform all of education so that the students that that all, everyone has right now can say, wow, all of my teachers were amazing and gave me this great foundation. Not the conversation that so many of us have of like, I had like three great teachers and here they are and here's what they did. We can transform it so that everybody has that experience, that we can, we can bring our own flair to it, but we can all be committed to this idea of like, how do we develop excited learners. There's so much out there that that is 
against us, quote unquote, right? We're battling uh, social media. We're battling, you know, YouTube and and beliefs that, you know, certain things that you see somewhere are, are true. And we can be uh, truth slayers for our students, but we have to empower them and we, we have to believe in them before they believe in themselves. So we're raising human beings and we have to believe in those human beings and empower them in the process. Really think back to the teachers that were impactful or even people, maybe not teachers or adults that were in my life as a young person. And it all comes back to the relationship piece as well. And when you have a relationship with someone, you're more in tune to what they're asking for you to do in terms of education and things like that. And I think the role that we have here with change ed is an important one because we really, it's for, for me goes beyond just putting out information. It goes beyond just making these podcasts. It's about creating connections between people and content. And the more that we do this, the more excited I get as a learner, because we can, we get the opportunity in this role to be able to learn all the time. What it comes back to is relationships. And for us, the relationship, yeah, we're disseminating information and we're sending it out in podcast form, which I I think is way more relational than the magazine, but we're able to to disseminate information in modalities that fit the people where they're at. You can read about it, you can watch about it, you can listen about it. Like I feel like it, what we're doing is a little bit transformative and kind of exciting. So I get really excited about the work that we're doing. Yeah, and we're 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 trying to model the learning. Yeah. We're trying to lead by modeling. You can see that in the magazine. You can hear that in the podcast with the conversations that we have. You can see it in the expo. We actually designed the expo in a way that would model the learning in, in steels, not just that we're going to talk about it, but we're actually going to show it and we're going to model it with the way that we have our different halls and, and the different things that they can do. It actually really models three-dimensional learning. And all the partners, like it goes back again to the relational piece. We're right. partnering with people and we're doing all this really cool work with people, not just in isolation. Correct. And we tell them we don't want vendors we're not having a vendor fair we don't want vendors we want partners who are going to come in and help to share work with our people and yeah. share your learning and i think that's one of the biggest things too is is we're we're actually intentionally trying to do things differently than instead of just holding one day sessions that if you don't come to a one day session you're not going to hear all these things we want to again we want to share out this information we want to share what we know we know better you do better so for us we now know better we're going to do better mm -hmm. and that's why we have this podcast that's why we have the magazine to continually share out this information so that we're not gatekeepers of the information we, we're, we're like, here it is. Here it all is. We want you to have all of it and we want to join you in that journey. So Patrice, we are way over 15 minutes, but the maybe the fans enjoyed everything that I had to say. So um, <laughs> I feel like I had some good nuggets too. Oh, you had like more that. than more than a few. Uh, you are my favorite co-host for this recording. Wow. Wow. So I, closing I just, the warm and fuzzies. This yeah. Is, this is yeah. the relational part we were talking about. Yeah. Creating so, really good relationships mm -hmm. here. Um, closing thought. Well, I get to have closing thought. I mean, I'll close the closing, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think for me, if we're talking about the love of change ed, I love what we're doing. And I, I get super excited about the ability to share what I get excited about. I know we talk a lot about it off, off of the podcast, just some of the silly things I get excited about, but I think it's a really great opportunity for people to to interact with us and to see who we are as people um, on the podcast. So I really, really do get to, I, I have one of the best jobs and I get super excited about 
what we're doing. That's really good. Um, Thanks. I'm going to come up with something, but it won't be as good. What I want to say to everybody. That was almost a compliment. Nope, we're done. We're moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What I wish everybody could see that's listening to us is this wall that we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, a overwhelming whiteboard wall. And there is something over every inch of it. We have notes and thoughts and ideas. And this is for us, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. And we talk about the potential and how this could take off. And we want to ride the wave and we want to be part of this and we want to join our listeners in whatever capacity that looks like, because this is exciting work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's work that, you know, one of those things where you wake up in bed and you have to grab your phone and make a couple of notes so that you don't forget them because you're so excited by that work. And we hear it all the time that if, if you love what you do, it's not a job, it's not work. And that's the scenario that we find ourselves in partnering with educators, partnering with the most important people, with the most important job on the planet and getting to work with them to make this change. So thank you for your support and listening to Change Ed. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. No, but I had the last word and then you added that in there. So subscribe uh, on all your fun podcast hosting say No? Too much? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Tell your friends. Give it, send it to your moms. My mom, super, super yeah. excited about our podcast. I'm even going to go out there and say, send it to people that are not your friends. Right? Not your friends. Well, yeah, Maybe you'll make friends. Don't just, right, that's old thinking. Just give it to your friends. Now you want to share it with everybody because we're trying to- Because you, you know, want to make new friends. Yeah. And we're trying to change the world. Maybe we should change change the world instead of change Ed. We could change Ed in the world. Change the world of Ed. I don't know. We plenty of places to go with that. Work in progress. But share it with everyone. And subscribe. After you subscribe. Come on, man. Can I have the last word once? Yes. (laughs) 